0: Hello. 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 Oh, see, I'm on here. What are you doing? I'm to I'm to it. I'm All right,
1: just for sure. Good morning. Good evening, Um, Pastor Bullens and everybody else that's on the line or who's coming into the
2: line. Amen.
1: Um, You know, we're going to have a wonderful evening tonight. Um, So
0: when the devil starts messing, God's getting ready to give us a blessing. And that's the attitude that we must take in the body of Christ. Amen. Um we can
1: read um Erica, can you read um our regular scripture? Um Psalms ninety one, please. And then we'll go forward on that.
0: I don't know if she's still hearing me. Okay. I'll read, I'll read it. I can I can just barely hear you. Can you speak a little louder?
1: Okay, I will. Hold on. Yes, ma'am. Can you
0: hear me now? Can you hear me now? Hello. Can you hear me now?
2: Yes, that's wonderful. I love that volume. Okay.
1: <laughs> Hallelujah. We're gonna go forward, anyhow. Hi, man. I'm gonna have our uh, texture sh- script tonight. That's um. Can we? Can you um? Surely can you, Pastor, can you read um, Psalms 91 from um, the first verse till around the 10th? And we'll go forward from that point on, if possible.
0: Okay. 91, 1 through 10, you said, right? Yeah. Okay. Let me pull it up.
2: I'm going to be uh, doing the King James Version. Yes, ma'am. Is that okay? That's fine. That's fine. All oh. right. There are some other versions that have a lot more explanation, but. whatever. I one said want. I. Whatever one you
1: want to I... do, you're led to do.
2: <laughs> Okay, I'm going to stick with, um, I'm going to go ahead and stick with this one to start. Uh The other ones do a little bit more elaboration, but I think we can elaborate pretty much from this. Okay, so I'm going to read Psalm 91. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress my God, and him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler, and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flyeth by day, nor for the pestilence That walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold, and see the reward of the wicked. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the most high thy habitation, There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. Amen. Amen. That's through verse 10.
1: Amen. Okay. Father, we thank you for the word. We thank you, God, for the Holy Ghost and fire. God, hide me behind the cross. Hide me in a place that I will be invisible in you. We thank you for the word. We thank you, God, for whatever we're going to do tonight God, that we can shut somebody's heart, their mind, and their spirit to walk in the light. We thank you, God, in advance for the Holy Ghost and the fire of God. In Jesus' mighty, illustrious name, amen. Amen. Go ahead and turn your Bibles to the book of Isaiah and the 40th chapter. Book of Isaiah Fortieth chapter.
0: Amen.
1: Amen. I was praying like I usually do for the week for uh, this word because we know right now we just need a word from the Lord, not but just a word, but the the word um, for tonight because we're walking walking in a season where. Only God will allow us to go. Um, There's a time that we could kind of pity pet and uh, play around, but we know that um, tomorrow is not promised even the more in in our lives. So we need to have a word, not just a word, but a divine word um, from God, a word that we know that will sit in our spirit, man, to know that surely that this was the word of the Lord. We thank you God for the prophets in um in this nation. We thank God for because at this time we live in a season where we need to have a word from God, a divine inspirational uh, um occupational word from the Lord right now. Um because our COVID nineteen the stock markets and all these situations, we are living in a time where uh, nothing has ever like happened this before in our lives, and we are fortunate to be standing here in the land of the living at this time. I often said to myself the other day that I don't. I'm not happy. My mother has gone away, but I don't think my mother could comprehend or to understand what's going on today and not just me but there are many people that are walking in distress and confusion and they don't understand a lot of things but it's somebody that God is is giving us um, a word from him directly I believe because the church has gotten off its face the church has not Stayed in the place that we can touch God and move, be moved by the power of the Holy Ghost. I really believe that because the saints, um, and it goes back to the church. He said um, um, uh, in in Chronicles, um, he says, "For when my people, who are called by my name, would humble themselves and pray and seek your face, and then." Um, We can hear uh, from heaven and heal our land. And because the church has not been in that place to be that light, I believe a lot of these things are are happening because God is calling us to a place of prayer and purpose and prophetic anointing and the Word of God. So, again, uh, this book here was wrote primarily um from the book of um Isaiah. Isaiah, some people call him. Isaiah was one of the greatest prophets um in the Bible itself. Um, um there's sixty six books in the Bible and all sixty six uh of some form of prophetic word from the Lord. That's why it it mirrors in a lot of ways of Jesus Christ, um, uh, before he actually, uh, stepped into, um, the spirit through the womb of his mother. The prophetic anointing, uh, just runs rampant in the book of, um, Isaiah. And I believe that God's calling his prophets, God's calling his ecclesia, God is calling his People for a word from the Lord, and so um as Isaiah, he was a man of conscience, he was a man who was totally sold out on God, and that's what we have to do is as, as saints, as believers of the highmost God, that he wants us to be sold out on him, sold out and the Holy Ghost sold out not a form or a fashion but knowing God for ourselves as I often talk about relationships because you can go to church but not have relationship. you can uh, confess him but not possess him and so that's why it's important to know Amen um, God for yourself well isaiah amen um he wrote the book according to um the scriptures again and he was a divine prophet he when he spoke a word he spoke it and he came to bath and he was not very popular um and i find that a lot of the true prophets um are not necessarily popular Um, but we don't want to be popular we want to be God called, God chosen, God appointed, and God point, anointed. Where well, it was, so now let's go to the chapter um 40, Isaiah 40. Isaiah 40, and if you would like, you can get you some notes or a notebook, piece of paper or something. I always believe that when you're studying the Bible or you're reading the Bible, we have to have be able to go back and... Um, goes through the stuff because some people don't preach the whole truth, you know, um, and stuff. So it's good to know and to know what the Word of God is saying for tonight. Amen. And um, Isaiah 40, and uh, I'm going to start...
0: um, um,
1: three verses. It will be Isaiah 40, 29, 30, and 31. Well, our primary verse will be tonight, the 31st verse, but I'm going to start at the 29th verse. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you, again, hide me on the, by the cross, God, and Let me not be Glenda, but let the the unction of the Holy Ghost speak through these these lips of clay. We thank you in advance, God. Oh, God, for all things work together for our good. those that are called according to his purpose, God, and we walk in the divine purposes of God. In the name of Jesus, and we pull down every stronghold. In the name of Jesus, I rebuke every spirit not like God in us, surround us, through us. God, we thank you now, oh God, because you know, Job says, you know the way that we take. So, God, in these days we don't know, but God, you know, let us stand and wait for the manifestation of your glory, that our words which shall drip from the throne of grace into your intimate relationship with you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. And amen Isaiah 40 29 says this and I am reading from the King James um, Bible it's called Zonderfeld the life in the spirit study Bible that night amen 29 and he gave Power to the faint, and to them that hath no might; he increases strength, even thirtieth says, and even the youth shall faint and be weary, and they um and the young men shall utterly fall. Our primary verse tonight would be, But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength, and they shall mount up with wings of, as eagles, plural, and they shall run, and not be weary, my God. Read that again. But the day that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. And they shall mount up with wings as eagles. And they shall run and not be weary. And they shall walk and not Faint. Amen, amen. Again, we are walking in very difficult times. We are, we are, can see the manifestation of God in everything that we do today. In the TV, um, kids talking, old folks talking, everybody's talking, but nobody has a God perspective or a God solution. And here, this particular chapter deals with Israel and Judah. Now, they were two particular um, countries at this time. So that's why you see Judah and you see Israel. And Israel had gotten to the point they were walking with strange gods there are often times in the bible that um judah and israel would go against the grain of god and do whatever they wanted to do they entangled themselves that people that were not godly and they were drawn away Unto their own thing, their own purpose, their own desires, but we're not walking in the desires of Israel and Judah. And often, um, Israel would do that. Many parts of the Old Testament said every time God would bless their people, they would. Um, They would worship him for a while. They would do great things for a while. Then all of a sudden they'll just fall back and just do anything they wanted to do. How do we compare that with today? For example, the United States for many years, from the 20s and the 30s during the Great Depression, uh, once they got on their feet uh, the United States was a great nation as far as manufacturing products as far as building great ships great tankers great army vessels uh, um, anything that you need Uh, there was always an answer from a lot of the people of this time Um, um, because they, they, they were in charge of the United Nations in a sense, and that every time something happened, the United States was always in charge of the situation. That's how the United Nations, the United Nations today, uh, was established because all the great countries back then, when when Hitler and other countries, Germany. Um, was running rampant in Europe and killing everybody. They they, they killed a lot of Jews. They killed a lot of people from England and France. So they bonded together at the direction of the United States, and they began to fight along with Israel. And if you just study, just, uh, study the Bible, you'll find out that Israel was always connected with the United States of America and as long as they was always together god's hand was always with the united states of america again there was the great depression my grandfather was born in 2 uh 200 um 1920 and i think he was 7 or 9 years old my mother my grandmother she was born maybe a couple of years after that Okay, And they were born in that time where there was a Great Depression. People were fighting and suffering for food and not eating. um, There was the Civil Rights Movement. It was all these things. But God was still having his hands on the United States and the free world. Free world meaning England, France, um, Britain, um, and a lot of other countries, and that's what's considered the free nation. And they were mechanizing, and there was a great change, and there was money flowing. Um, and Isaiah, as a prophet, forsook everything that's happening today. Isaiah, the prophet. The Bible describes, uh, dis- he calls Isaiah a prophet, is a man who has a prophet prophetic word from the Lord, and not just a prophetic word, but that word is carried out, whether it's a spiritual realm or natural realm. Prophet are called seers. In other words, they will go to God and get a word, and God will activate it through the prophet, whether it be good or whether it be bad. It is important, today's society, as the church, we have to be able to walk in a prophetic realm right now. Not tomorrow, not yesterday, but today. And when the church has has fallen away from his people, he talks about it in the book of Joel. He talks about it in many other places in the Old Testament that there must be a word from the Lord. Well, you look on the other hand, there is a guy in the Bible called Nebuchadnezzar, and he represented the evil forces. He represented that he was said to himself that he, wanted, he was God, and he wanted everybody to bow down to him. And if you don't bow down, I will destroy you. I will put you in a fire. I will take you out at all costs. So we are paralleling today's society with the Bible itself, Bible prophecies, including in the book of Revelations about all these things are coming to pass, including the death, the death angel the, the 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 angel that that represents death in the book of Revelations. So again we must understand that we are walking in in times or prophetic word from the Lord. A prophetic word a world, because this nation and the world desires. That already you don't see it, but your warfare is accomplished. you've been there you're you're in there for a while, but you're not gonna be that way always okay, today it says, don't worry about it, you're not gonna always gonna be broke. You're not going to always be alone. You're not going to always be desperate. You're, my children just don't seem like they don't hear me, but it won't always be that way. So God's comforting us in our trials. God's comforting us our situations. God is comforting us when it looks like that the earth or the world is at the end of rope. And so we know the Bible tells us, that God said he will never leave us or forsake us even till the ends of the world. So you don't have to worry about it. Be comforted, comforted in the fact that I shall bring you out. Verse 3 says this. Um, he said, The voice of him that quiet in the wilderness, preparing ye the way of the Lord, and make straight in the desert highway for our God. Again, you might feel like you're in a desert place, but God says, There's going to be a highway. There's a way of escape, even in the wilderness. Now, this particular verse runs reference to John the Baptist when he was in the wilderness. Elijah, Elijah like John the Baptist, was in the wilderness. And that's where we're standing today in the United States. We feel like we're in the wilderness and we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know if this stimulus check is going to hold us until we go back to the work. We don't know what's going to happen. there. Millions of people out there, young women that are having children or pregnant now and carry this virus in their bodies. We don't know. We don't know how many people are actually dead today that were alive yesterday because they're not telling us everything watch what's going on god is moving by his power there has never been in our lifetime or our mother's lifetime there was been so much death and destruction and people are dropping like flies and you ought to thank god that we are still alive today Again, he's saying, "Comforted, I'm comforting you, church. Don't matter what, no matter what, because when you keep your hands in God's hands, God never makes a mistake." Again, now we're going to go to verse 29, Isaiah 40 and 29. He Giveth power to the saint, those that are worried, those that don't know what to do, those can't have that that won't make it feels like they can't make it anymore. Some people can't stand to be alone, and now they're alone because of the situation, so he says that to him that has no might, I'm going to increase your strength. I don't know about you. There are many days I say to myself out loud, God, strengthen me. God, hold me. God, wash me. God, you know the way that I take. I don't know God, but you don't. I don't understand it, but I tell you, thank you. No matter what's in my heart, I tell you, thank you. God, I know I could have not made it, to even tonight to this second this hour this millisecond but i tell you thank you and strengthen me strengthen me in might and strengthen me in power it's almost having like having a car and in that car they have all the luxuries the steering Wheel, some of the seats have have, uh, heated bucket seats uh, and all these things, but in the car, he says this He says, He gives them power and strength in the time of need. He said, We have to learn to lean on God at this time. Uh, We say to ourselves, God, you know, some of our young people have not no understanding or wisdom of the time that understand what's going on. So we have to pray especially for our children. I know what I do from time to time. I might have a day that I would just pray specifically for my children. I might have a day that I, uh, I, I pray specifically um, all day for my daughter. And the next day, I will specifically pray for my son. I will have a day uh, set aside for all my cousins, my nieces, and my nephews. I'm taking time specifically because when you're talking about prayer, and not just prayer, but we're talking about intercessory prayer. And I recently discovered that even in intercessory prayer, there is a prophetic voice. So God's creating and making ways, even in the realm of the Spirit, that we must in the last days uh, tap into the mind of Christ. So here prophet Isaiah wrote 66 books of the Bible and spoke many times of the foreknowing knowing of the forecoming of the seed of David the seed of Abraham and he came in the form of Jesus Christ on this earth amen so even the youth that means even our young people here yeah. even that our teenagers here yeah. even in the kids in our church around us yeah And it seems like that the young people today, they might be mentally stronger in some things when it comes to technology, but spiritually, uh, in a way, they're not as strong as we were when we grew up with our mothers, our fathers, our sisters, our aunts, uh, um, because the Bible tells us that they might be wiser, but yet weaker. Okay, that's what he says. He says this, that they that they will have no strength. They will have no might. They will have no concern. They're fixed on one thing and one thing alone. Whether it's money, whether it's car, whether it's houses, or uh, just loving themselves more than loving God. Amen. Verse 30 again, that even the youth, specifically he's talking about the youth of this nation, the 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 youth of this country, the, the, the youth of this world, okay, they have to be seated with the word of God. They have to be seated and know who God is for themselves. And if we don't, when we leave this body and we lie down, our children will be non-functional. We have to let them learn and grow and expand. Otherwise, when mother or daddy's gone, what will they do? How will they live? How will they function? Because we've tempered them. We have not let them have the same things when we came to the things of God. Amen. 31 verse says, Isaiah 40 says, But they that wait upon the Lord shall be renewed their strength. But they that wait upon the Lord. So now, if I'm uh, filled with the Holy Ghost and uh, and I know God for myself. He says, but they that wait—that's us, the saints. But they that wait, like Israel and like Judah, there is a and a place of they had forgotten about their God, and they were uh, serving strange gods, the small. They weren't concerned about lifestyles. They weren't concerned about idolatry. They only were concerned about themselves. But God began to tell them, he said, But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew. Renew. Why do you think that's why you see a lot of older women, a lot of them today, it seems like they look younger they have they have ah, tenacity they have spunk they have drive beyond their age because they've grown up in God so they have been renewed they have changed they have grown through the experiences, we're not going to be the same like we were before. We're going, not going to take down things like when we were before, because now have we have become renewed in our mind, renewed in our thinking, renewed in our attributes, renewed God, and stretched out with the mind of Christ. He says, for we
0: shall be renewed in their strength,
1: and they shall mount up. That word mount means I go higher. While you go lower, I go higher. You talk about me, but I go higher. I might be broken the natural, but I'm still going higher. I don't know understand why it took me so long to get to where I am in God, but I'm going higher. No matter what the enemy says is, I'm going higher. And how I'm going to get there? I'm going to go higher with the wings as an eagle. Now that means as means light. So you mean I have the capacity to mount up with wings of an eagle that they shall run, that we can run and not faint, no matter how, how old I am. But when I get in the space and the place of God, I can mount up with wings as an eagle, that they shall run. Can you imagine the bottom line I've discovered even with my body? My body physically is I'm in a better shape physically than I am when I was at 35 years old. My body is changing because I watch. Um A in my eagle state when I'm no longer walking and I'm trusting on God my spirit man takes flight and soars on the wings of an eagle my spirit man begins to trust in the almighty God, Elohim, the God more than enough, the God of a second chance, the God of God, King of kings, the Lamb of God, my soul, that magnify him. I'm learning now to trust and soar on the wings of an eagle. even though the air is around me. And I don't understand the mechanics of
0: the eagle. But I
1: know that God has made a promise that we can soar on the wings of an eagle, that we can feel the forces of God holding us and carrying us. And when we cannot feel him, but the soaring of the wind of the Holy Ghost is in us, through us, carrying us. In every trial, in every situation, God is forever present. And when we as saints have learned the soaring of the Holy Spirit, we don't see, we don't understand the dynamics of the, of the bird. And when I began to study about the grace of the bird, that they had the ability to rise above difficulties. Saints, we have to learn to rise above the situations in our lives
0: as an eagle. The eagle
1: is a majestic bird. The eagle is a bird that was as as almost like a emblem of power and majesty in in some places in the Old Testament it talks about the eagle as as an animal of strength I studied that the eagle at some point can be up as wide as 70 or 80 inches wide and they can soar great heights when the hurricane comes or when tragedies come, that what the eagle does is the eagle shifts up as high as it can go up. Because it's depending on the wind of God to carry up in a place where no man can touch it, stop it, hinder it. And we must be like that. Eagle, that we go up high, up the high above the clouds, high up where a cliff is, where it can plant itself above everything. That is eagle's wings. That's what eagle wings does. That they have the ability to rise above their difficulties like an eagle, that they soar. Like almost like an aeroplane. You know when the airplane soars up against the takeoff to go into the sky. And three, that the eagles have the ability to run spiritually without being tired. Ooh that's a word for me. That God allows the eagle to run,
0: fly,
1: without ever getting tired. And saints, we've got to understand that we must have to learn that we must run a race so much so in the fervency of God the tenacity of God that I represent God and everything that I do that I can run and not be weary I can't fall out give up and say oh
0: God I can't take it no more he said but the eagle
1: has the tenacity to run Without getting tired. And spiritually. They have the ability. The spiritual ability. Without being tired. And walking. Steadily. Forward. Without fainting.
0: At God's delay. So. We must constantly. Run. Run with a race. Not giving up not giving up not being impatient and his people is a need we need to sustain this flight with god
1: so how could you say to me how i cannot give up how can you say say to me that I got to move up when I'm going through situations. It's not natural. I just want to be miserable. I just need to give up. It just looks like everything's going on in my life. And some of us have our secret, secrets in our hearts that we don't want nobody to know about. We don't know, want us to know anything. But God knows in Job 13, He says, You know, God, the way that I take. The Eagle soars. Another thing about an Eagle I discovered is that the Eagle has an eye so keen that he can he can be thousands of miles up and just look down to the stream and come down and swoop up a fish. That's the primary, the primary the way that eagles live and survive off of fish. But they can come and see. In other words, saints, we have to be keen-eyed. We need to be watchful. We must be careful, especially with the things of God. Hallelujah. We have to be keen, sensitive. That the eagle is a majestic bird. It means it's beautiful when it flies. And it it flies and glides as if it's not moving, but yet it's moving. And God, that's what God wants us to be as people
0: of God. That his people
1: will patiently trust him. So God wants us to be trusting Him. And He says the word patient. Sometimes pa- patience and trust don't seem like two good words together. First, God, you tell me to be patient. But then you tell me to trust.
0: My left hand says trust.
1: But my right hand says patience. To me, that's a, par- that's a paradox. First, you tell me to, to trust, but then you tell me to be patient. God, it looks like in my trust, my heart says trust, but my my, my mind says I don't know what to do. But my left hand says, "Can you hear me?" Or the commercial says, "Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now?" Well, that's God, so what God's doing today. God's talking to a saint. God's talking to his prophets. God, he's talking to his inner circle. Can you trust me now? Can you hear me now? Can you do what I say? Can you wait on the Lord? He says, for they that wait upon the Lord shall be renewed and mount up. So the only way I don't mount up if I don't wait. The only way I don't mount up If I don't trust him. So the paradox is, I trust you, but I wait. But if I wait, I get weary. But if he say to weary, don't faint. So what do I do? He says, but those that wait, saints. Wait on the Lord. I'll renew you. You'll look younger. You'll be wiser. You'll be stronger. You'll be in Him. You're building more relationships with Him. You see the anointing be through Him. You open your mouth. There's God coming out of your mouth because you're moving by His spirit not your desires you're moving in his growth not your growth you're moving by his power because he has infinite mercy you know and move in him we move we breathe because we are his so that's why the bible says His. For in the beginning, God created the heaven and earth. So God spoke into creation. And now we run four verses to this chapter. It says, God knows that wait? I created the universe. I created the stars. I created everything. I made a whole world just for you. Even when you messed up, I came back and I reclaimed you. And now he's saying again, wait on the Lord. And Joshua uh, 1, he says, uh, says, wait on the Lord.
0: So, saints, we have to learn to
1: wait on the Lord. I didn't really like this that, that, that word. I know it's in the Bible, but my, my physical earth suit says, I don't want to wait. I just want this over with. I want to have those things that make me happy, but it's not about me. It's about God. It's not about me, but it's our children. It's not about me, our grandchildren that we might not ever see, and then we have to learn to speak those things that are not as though they were. So I speak afar off to my grandchildren and my great grandchildren that I may never see. But the seed of Abraham that sits in me they shall sat on sit on them because we are a creative being and we have the power, the ability to speak things afar off, the same way as Isaiah spoke afar off, the coming the thing, the queen, the Moving. For his people, we must be patient and trust God that he will provide all of his needs, our needs, that whatever he, we need, that God will sustain us constantly in the things of God. Amen. Now, let's turn to um, Psalms 25 and thirty three Psalms 25. Amen. Hallelujah.
0: Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
1: Psalms 25. Okay. Alright, Pastor Paul the Psalms 25, I want you to read um, 3 to 5.
0: Okay, you said Psalms 25? Uh huh. Verse
1: 3 to 5.
2: Okay. Okay. Yay, let none that wait on thee be shamed.
0: Say it again. Read the whole Oh, my
2: again. God. Well. Number three, twenty-five, Psalm
3: twenty-five,
2: verse three. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yea, let none that wait on thee be ashamed. Let them be ashamed which try and do us without cause. Show okay. me thy ways, O Lord.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, that's that's twenty. That's three. I want you to read verse three, verse four, and verse five.
2: Okay, verse four. Show me thy ways, O Lord. Teach me thy path. Lead me in thy truth, and teach me, for thou art the God of my salvation. On thee do I wait all the day.
1: Okay, there you go. That runs reference to that. That runs to that. That runs. Oh, God, teach me thy ways. Teach me thy ways. Amen. Now, that's run reference to that particular scripture. Amen. Amen. Alright. Now I want you to go again. Psalms verse um I like want Psalms twenty seven
0: fourteen.
1: We're talking about um being saints and not fainting, not
3: giving up. Psalms
1: twenty seven. Wait on the wait, Lord. Wait, there you go. Wait on the wait Lord. Wait on the Lord.
2: Be of good courage, mm-hmm. okay. and he yeah, shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, okay. I say, on the Lord.
1: Okay. Now, mm-hmm. I want you to understand this. Just reading that scripture, when it says wait on the Lord, he's mm-hmm. speaking two times, two times. He says, he, first, he's speaking to the, 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 the physical man, okay? Mm-hmm. your Your earth suit, he's talking to your man outside. Now the second the second wait it means your spiritual man. Don't hurt mm-hmm. that? He's speaking not just to the outer man, but he's speaking to the the inner man. Wait on the Lord. Wait on the Lord. Wait on the Lord. I'll read that again. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings of an eagle, and they shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. Isn't that awesome? Okay. Now,
0: let's go now to the book of Luke. Second chapter, Mm -hmm. and that would be verse 25 and verse 36 to 38, -hmm. Luke Mm 2. That's
2: Luke 2, verse 25, verse 36 to 38. And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And the same man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Ghost was upon him.
1: Yeah, the Holy Ghost was on him. He was waiting on God. So it says we have to learn to wait on the Lord. And then he says, wait again, and I say wait again. Mm. Amen. Mm. amen. Amen, amen, amen. Mm. And those who wait upon the Lord are promised the strength of God to revive them in the midst of our storm and exhaustion. Mm-hmm. And they have the ability to rise above their difficulties as an eagle. That means as means like an eagle, that they soar. You don't see any strings about an eagle when he's soaring, but you know God's carrying him. God is carrying us and soaring higher and higher in the sky. And we have the ability to run spiritually without being tired and walking steadily forward without fainting as God delays things. My God. Hey, God. My God. Yeah. Um, I need you to go to uh
2: First Peter. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't read thirty six through thirty eight. Okay, read that one, yeah. I'm sorry. And there was one Anna, a prophetess, the daughter of Samuel of the tribe of Acer. She was of a great age and had lived with an husband seven years from her virginity. And she was a widow of about four score and four years which departed not from the temple, but served God with fastings and prayers night and day. And she coming in that instant gave thanks likewise unto the Lord, and spake of, of him to all them that looked for redemption in Jerusalem.
1: Mm, redemption in Jerusalem. My God, my God. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, that one's referenced to that one there. Um, now let's read here, First um, Peter one and
0: five.
1: Mm-hmm. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. 1 oh, Peter Mhm. That's right. I was that.
0: First Peter one and five. I'm trying to be nice and get somebody else a turn. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go
1: ahead and anybody? That's First hey, Peter, First Chapter and, and okay. Verse Five.
0: Let me go ahead. Who
2: are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time.
1: I got my God. Okay, those are references that God gave me to this particular Bible about being renewed like an eagle. There's so many things that we have to learn about God. And when we take the time to study his word, we can't be moved by every Wendon Doctrine. We can't be moved by the TV set and what's going on. We can't be moved because we have to realize that even in destruction, even when there is no job, God will make a job job for you. He will create. Mm. If he is a great creator, why can't the great creator, creator make a job for you? He can make a situation for you. I don't care what's going on around you. He says, but those that wait. He's not talking to the unchurched, but he's about his church and the ones that are committed to Christ. Okay. Mm. Okay. You have to be not a churchgoer, but committed to Christ. Committed to walk in his will. Committed to whatever he says to do. Just like. Israel and Judah, they started out doing good, and then they fell away, and they started doing their own thing, and they decided they could walk with the heathens, and when things got so bad, they began to feel like that God had left them, and God sent the prophet Isaiah to say to them that it won't last always. And some of us have to realize that in our, in our weaknesses and our strong, and our it, it feels like if God has forgotten about us. And that's why, again, He says in forty, He says, "Comfort ye, my people. Don't worry about it. Your, war, your warfare will be accomplished. That even though you might have walked in iniquity, I'm coming back. I'm coming back for you." Because I love you.
0: He loves
1: us unconditionally. He loves us no matter how we act and what we do. He loves us. The whole world. He died and got up again because of our sin nature. And that's, that's love. That supernatural, anointed, agape, godly love. And that same love that when Jesus walked on this earth for 33 years, towards the end he was beaten, he was abused, he was done all kinds of ways. And and he had the power to get down off that cross and tear up something but because he loved us individually. He's giving us the keys tonight to soar beyond what you feel. Mm -hmm. Soar upon what's going on in your life. Soar no matter what's happening in your life. The things you may not ever tell nobody about. Soar Mm -hmm. on the wings of the Holy Ghost so sure. in such a way that when you walk in the presence of people that people will know that God is with you the same comfort that God Paul talked to those two nations about because they were walking in iniquity and he's he's he's, he's taking us out with a hands up with a praise He's taking out uh, us with all these situations in our life because he merely loved us. And the Bible says that he got up on the third day. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, the Triune Godhead, he got up with all power to the point that he got up. The earth shook when he got up. All oh, hell what broke loose. He got up with power and dominion and authority. And God has put the same thing, dominion and power and authority in us. When we learn
0: to soar on the wings
1: of the eagles, to soar no matter what happens. Poor in everything that we will
0: will we will go through. You
1: one thing the last thing I'm gonna tell you I learned about the eagle is this. When the eagles, the female and the e- and the male eagles, when they uh, fall in love before they have their families, they have this dance and they have this dance in the sky, so they're like dancing in the sky together, like almost like a mating call and the female eagle is usually bigger um than the male eagle, but they dance and they dance and they prance in the air, and then all of a sudden, the female eagle turns. His body
0: on its back, and just free
1: falls. And the male eagle has to dive down and catch it. And so if it catches it, that means you can hold me. No matter what I'm going to as an eagle, you can hold me. You can provide for me. You can love me because I'm giving myself to you. And here I'm giving you everything, but can you hold me where I am? Can you hold me in the place of God? Can you hold me in obstacles? You can hold me when there's no fish to eat. Can you take care of me in your free fall that I trust you?
0: In the realm of the spirit. My God, my God, my God.
1: Can you hold my weight? Can you hold my drive? Can you hold me in the midst of everything? Because I want you to bear me up. The wings of an eagle. Bear me up no matter what happens. Bear me up. Ugly, fat, sad, sad, happy. Can you bear me up? And carry up, carry me up higher in my storms. So we have to get in
0: that place. In the mind of the eagle. And the higher you go up, the atmosphere
1: gets thinner. So we have to learn that the atmosphere gets thinner as we go up. There's a lack of oxygen as we go up. But when you tell me to go up
0: higher, God's still right there because he
1: created the realms of the spirit and the natural, and the physical as well as the natural. So when I get up, and I'm bared off my eagle's wings, God is right there. No matter what I'm going through, God is bearing me up on eagle's wings. And that little beak that the, the, the eagle has, that eagle it has like a little crook. And that's how it dives for food. So it can be sustained. That's how it dies for for many miles away because it sees that fish because I have to live now. I got to worship now. I got to pray now. I got to fast now. I got to get a place with God. I got to move by his power now. For tomorrow is not promised. And since there is a prophetic anointing. Now, that God wants us to move in, to understand what's getting ready to happen. Death and devastation. Lack of food and money. Children running rampant. And I don't care what demonic force is there, but you've got to take authority of everything.
0: So we're in our fall. God bears, bears us up on the wings of an eagle.
1: Father, we thank you for the word tonight. We thank you for the manner on heaven. We thank you, God, for the power of the Holy Ghost. We thank you, God, for in the depths of our heart, God, and only you know the depths of our heart. We've had disappointments in our life. We've had confusion in our life. We went through tragedy after tragedy in our life. Love things we don't understand. We don't need to walk in our understanding. But he says in all things always acknowledge him and he will direct our path. So God direct our path by the power of the Holy Ghost tonight. Move by the power the Holy Ghost. Speak those things are not as though they were. I speak that our children are filled with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. I speak God that everything that we need according to your words and riches by Christ Jesus. We speak
3: Means to wait. Yes. Kavai means yes. to wait, and that means that there's a connection, amen, yes. a connection between you and God, means to wait. It also means to carry. So in the midst yes. of the wait that we have to carry, and as we carry it, it tells you that there's a process that we are going through, even through the walk that we're dealing with, the spiritual walk that we're walking through, and then the physical walk that we're walking through means to wait. Now one thing you said also, I want to uh, also tag you on when it came to the eagle. The eagle. Another thing, when the eagle go and and he uh, on the on the enemy, you notice that when he swoops down on the snake, and he attacks the snake by his neck, yes. and when he attacks it, the first thing he does, he waits for the enemy with yes. an eye. He waits for the enemy. And then when he knows that the enemy is at his strongest on the ground. He's loose in the atmosphere. All right, in the third heaven. He swoops down. So he swoops down on the ground to grab that eagle by his neck. And you notice when the higher the atmosphere, you said the less the the less oxygen. But it also lets you know that the enemy is rendered powerless in the third heaven. He is rendered powerless as as the eagle continues to take up up higher and higher, and when he does that, that's when the enemy lose ground. So that lets you know that he gives us power and authority over everything. He gives us power even against the principalities of things that we cannot see, and all we have to do is wait, means to connect, means to carry, and once he will wait, And he give us the go ahead to move to the next move or move to the next battle plan or move what's implemented on a blueprint. He allow us to do that. Once we wait and we begin to move, and then we begin to move, we begin to move and serve the enemy the eviction notice, begin to move right there and just wait for that move and strike, then the victory shall be ours. All we have to do is wait. Spider everything we went through and you're right, everything that we went through, everything that transpired and I noticed when the enemy is rendered mostly he's running rapid, yeah. He may look like he's running rapid. But if we're eagles as we're swooping down and we're trampling over, he gave us a power to trample over the enemy. He gave us power to you know, to trample over everything that is that's that's in our way. And then he also gave us power in order to sort of swoop down on the enemy and render him powerless. Amen. Because the word says thou shalt make thy enemy thy footstool. He's making the enemy thy footstool right now in this season, even though people don't see it. But yes, he's rendering the enemy powerless. He's running rapid because he have a certain time. And when that certain, that certain season has ran out, amen. He knows his time is up. That's why he's running rapid, because he knows his time is up, all right? So that means time up. The enemy is going in the timeout corner. But this time, when he go out, he going to go for good. And because of that, he's seeking and devouring. He's trying to destroy. He's dismantling. He's running. He felt that he can kill. They said the job of the enemy is to kill, steal, and destroy. Yeah, just because he killed, that don't mean that you can't rise above that. He can kill your character and you still can rise above that. He can kill everything around you, but you can still rise above that. But when he realized that he can't kill you and you still run him because of fear, he tries to dismantle. But how many you know that we know we serve a God that would dismantle anything that the enemy puts to flight? And that's what he's doing in his enemy. We have the power and the authority, amen, to put the enemy to flight
0: Hello. Hello. Amen. Amen. Sister Shirley, Pastor Shirley, for sure. Yeah, that was wonderful. Yeah, that was
2: wonderful. I like like the point she made. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: I'm sorry? Can you hear me?
1: Yes, I say now I do. Say something.
2: Okay. (laughs) I was just saying I enjoyed the point she made about, um, you know, how the enemy... Uh, can't really fight in the in the prayer realm. And I put something like that on Facebook before. I put on there how take the take the fight to the heavens because the enemy's got a lot of power on the ground. But when you put it, that if you hold a snake up in the air, he becomes powerless. He can't do anything. He can't strike you. He can't hardly move. But when you, so when you get in your prayer closet and you get in that realm where you are seeking God and interceding with Him, then that's when you can do your damage. And and everything you were uh resonated with me tonight about waiting on God because my one of my favorite songs was uh Juanita Bynum's I don't mind waiting because you know life life is something else. We go through so much, we deal with so much and especially in the times we're living in right now it's very difficult to know. You know, we have to listen to God even when it comes to going out. I was going to go to the store, and the Lord told me, no, Shirley, you need to stay your little self home. I was like, oh, my Lord. So just waiting on God and our everyday appointments it's come to the point now where our life can depend on whether or not we're waiting on God, whether or not we're hearing from God, whether or not we're being obedient to God. We can't afford. We can't afford. To walk in disobedience. We can't afford, you know, we just, and everything God does, so much of it is His grace and His mercy. Yeah, yeah. Because if we're not in that frequency listening to Him, waiting on Him, hearing from Him, it's His grace and His mercy that's carrying us.
1: Yes, yes, yes. So,
2: so this was such a powerful message, and I thank you so much um, for allowing God to put you in this medium. To be a blessing to so many people, and I certainly enjoyed it tonight. So to God be the glory. I'm certainly going to try to continue to listen and participate and um, be a blessing as well as receive the blessing. So God bless you, Prophetess.
3: Thank you. Thank you.
1: All right, Um, Jack, Mister Minister Jack,
0: Erica. I'm here. Okay, are you going to say
3: something?
2: It, it was a blessed uh, uh, talk tonight. You spoke truth and honesty and encouragement, you know. And actually, you you touched me tonight with, with your words and how powerful you you uh, actually explained it and broke it down. So, uh, thank you for for the you know how you broke it down and how you was able to to get it across, the message across. It was very uplifting and encourage, encouraging. So thank you.
1: Well, let me let me tell you this, What you know, when I was in prayer the other day. Um, this is more any time, like now, the Bible says, you know, as it was in the beginning, so it is in the end. God now is raising up prophets and prophetesses who can hear and get a word from God. Is not summarily a big building, but God is need. People are needing a word from the Lord. Okay, and um, it's not about big I a little you a little I but do. But God uses now the people that He's called to do in the last days, and we have to uh, be be prayerful, uh, increase in our prayer life and like uh, our fasting life, our giving life, and every part of our lives. Because tomorrow is not promised and if you can encourage one soul, that's, if that that's what God called you to do, you just do that. And however medium God tells you to do it, that's what you do. Because we we don't know what tomorrow is gonna bring. Um uh but all we can do is just hold on. And I literally um I have two Bibles that I sleep with every night. One I have my Bible that my mother had, so I I keep one Bible under my pillow, and then that's her Bible, and then I have my other Bible that I usually um, fall asleep with it in my hands, and maybe I'll get up or or turn over, and then I might go the other direction, and I'll wake up, but what you, and it's not so much the holding in the hands, but even when you're sleeping, uh, you know how when you go commercials or you go into stores, all of a sudden you see this this machine, and you'll see the Coke or the Pepsi. Well, mm-hmm. and they call it subliminal mes- messaging so that you see it and then you want it. So even our sleep time, our wake time, we have to be in tune with the Spirit of God. And when the Spirit of God moves in every way, you can release, you can touch. Um, um Even if, if it's a, if another part of the world or even when somebody's on your mind and God says, oh, call so-and-so-and-so, God knows what he's doing and God knows how he's connecting. God knows who was invested. And it's not so much going to be the big preachers, but the people that are sold out and and holding on um, to his word. Okay? And, and, and I say, before this in year's all over, you're going to see... Several big-name, well-known pastors um, are no longer pastors. God's raising up a remnant that are that people that shall, the Bible says, that shall obey him. Because he's not looking for buildings. He's looking for relationships. And when we have that kind of relationship, it will pass on to our children. It seems like they don't understand. It, it seems like they don't even believe us. But it's not so much what we say, but it's how we treat them, how we act react towards them. It's not about the biggest mouth, but the intent of your heart, and you move in the spirit realm to change their lives. What's the point of Preaching and preaching to the whole world, and you can't get your children saved or filled with the Holy Ghost. And so we have to be able to move more into the realm of the spirit now in the last days. Because people are looking for a word from heaven. People are looking, you know, anybody can get rich. People can get powerful. But do you know Jesus and the pardon of your sins? That's the word. That's the word. We have to hold on to his promises. And if he says to wait, we must wait on the Lord. And God will move by his power to bless you when you're walking in his spirit and in his realm of the spirit of God. Okay? There's a third heaven. Whatever. you got to learn, know your. you've got to not just know your word, live your word. Talk your word, breathe in your word, sleep in your word, because Jesus is looking for the people that are called by his name. Not baby now, not anybody else, but a total being sold out to Christ in every aspect of our lives. No, we're not perfect, but the Bible doesn't call us for perfection. He said, but seek after that which is perfect, and that which is perfect is in Christ. Say it again. Seek after that which is perfect, which is Christ.
0: Then we can walk in the
1: realm of... Of the Spirit and see the manifestations of His glory, and glory means the visible splendor of God, Bible dictionary word the visible splendor means where I, wherever I see, I see God, no matter what I go, I see God, I see God, visible splendor in my attitudes.
0: To the people around me.
1: Because we say, but you can tell me, if you can tell me you love me, but if you don't never do nothing for me, they don't love you. If they don't never do nothing for you,
0: they don't love you.
1: And that's the way it got to be. We have to be we got to be representatives of Christ. Not just Christians, but Christ-like. You can be a Christian and not be Christ-like. So, in the realm of the spirit, we have to go beyond Christianity and walk in Christ-like mode. And when we mm-hmm. walk in Christ-like mode, we can do what God says we can do. We can have what God says we can have. We can go where God says we can go because we're walking in the Spirit. And I can say that to you because all of a sudden Paul was walking and talking and suddenly Paul Paul's whole uh, body transformed to another place because he was moved in the Spirit realm. And not just the spirit realm, but the body
0: went there too. So we must learn to walk in
1: the spirit realm, and the and the presence of God. And there's a prophetic anointing that is coming in this place. That you can move in the spirit realm and the prophetic. Some people pray prophetically. Some sing prophetically. Some preach prophetically, but there's going to be a great movement of the prophetic in the last days like never before. It will never, the the whole earth has to get this word. And for one time, it was coming from the United States. And then all of a sudden, seeing the great preachers that are anointed and called and Holy Ghost filled were from Africa and other countries, well, in the last days. God's raising up prophets, and says, prophets in this country like never before. Might be young, might be teenagers, but God's moving by his power in the last days. That's why he said in Timothy, he says, in the last days, men shall become lovers of themselves more than God. Well, now we have to show that God-likeness in us in the last days. Because even the junk, the drunk can recognize whether or not you have God.
0: Mm. Now that's a word right there. Even the drunk can recognize Mm. that you are a child of the living King. Yes, they can. And even those
1: ones that are confessing it, when they do, they will recognize you don't have it. Because you can perpetrate and not have God. You can preach but prophesy and still perpetrate and not know God. But in the last days, God told me to tell you, in the last days, I'm raising up a people that will know their God and not just know their God, walk in the very image of who he is. Not walking like a whole bunch of ducks in a row looking like one another, but knowing their God.
0: Hallelujah.
1: And I appreciate everybody on the line tonight. Y'all encourage me. I thank you. It gives me another week to bombard heaven again. Hallelujah. Because I kind of feel it. There's a second half of this thing here, baby. Because I'm feeling it in the fire.
0: <laughs>
1: I'm feeling the fire right now. Oh, oh God. Yes, sir. So y'all just keep me in prayer. Um, look like everything that went wrong today, it's I just, but you know what? I'm not going to confess it. I've had a wonderful day, and I'm going to have me a wonderful night. And y'all keep me in prayer, and we'll see the same time next week. And y'all encourage somebody um, next week to get on the line with you um, and, and stuff like that, okay?
0: Come on.
3: All right. Okay, Erica, you go ahead and uh, dismiss us, please. Amen. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you on tonight. Amen. For allowing us to hear this manna, the word from heaven on tonight. And we thank you, oh, God. Amen. As we um, release this line, amen, release this podcast on tonight, that God begins to move like never before in his presence. And for everyone that was on here, oh, God, that we feast on the manna tonight. Now, Father, as we pray, amen, over, amen, prophetess slang. amen, my mother, amen, that, amen, that the virtue that was leaked out, amen, be restored in her, amen, so she'll be able to rest easy on tonight. And we thank you, oh God, that you begin to release us on tonight, amen, and for those, amen, that are driving, amen, and we pray, amen, that the car does not crank up until the accident passed and as they yes. travel on the highways on tonight. And we thank you, O oh God, in the name of Jesus, as we declare and decree on tonight. May the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit continue to rest ruled by it in his kingdom forevermore until we meet again. Amen. Yes. God bless you on tonight. God bless you. God bless you y'all. See you on Thursday night. Have a blessed night,
2: everyone. God bless you. God bless okay. you early. God, God bless you. God bless you. Bye. Bye-bye.